Hi friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me, the podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday, everyone. Today I am joined by Haley Hughes, self-proclaimed thriller queen. I happen to agree. And she's also like a fashionista, guys. So you have to check out her Instagram um, to share not only what's on our holiday TBRs, but what we think should be on yours. This should be interesting because both Haley and myself are predominantly thriller readers, I would say. So expect the unexpected for the recommendations. Haley, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let my listeners know where they can find you. Hello everyone, I'm Haley. My channel name is just Haley Hughes. I make a lot of booktube videos, mainly like Gwen said, reading thrillers. I've gotten into horror recently, so I have a couple horror wrecks on here as well. And I am very active on Instagram. (laughs) I kind of just started Instagram in high school and I would post every day and everyone thought like I was that annoying girl, but I just love it. It's like a scrapbook of my life and my outfits. So you can find me over there at Haley Ann, but every time there's an A, there's two. So Haley Ann. Yes, I'm going to have links to all of your social media in the notes of today's show so people can hop over and find you. Um, I love that you said it's like an expression of yourself because that's what I feel like it is. I think you're one of those people that is just authentically yourself and you don't care like what other people think. You're like, here's me. Here's what I'm doing. Like it or don't. Like, I really don't care, but I'm doing my thing. Exactly. That is exactly how I come try to come across. Like, I always want to be authentic. I feel like it's very obvious. And I just talked about this in a video like when people are motivated by making content versus connecting with the audience I feel like it's very obvious so authenticity is my favorite thing Yes, absolutely. I agree 100%. So like I said, I'll have your links to the social media, but I wanted to start with a few warm up questions before we jump into like our TBRs and our recommendations. So what's your favorite holiday movie? (laughs) Okay, well, for real, for real, my favorite holiday movie is called Christmas Mail. It's on the Hallmark Channel. It's a very low budget movie. It is not good. But I'm one of those people who I like watching bad movies. I take it as like a comedic experience. And this movie, I really highly suggest you watch it if you like bad movies because everything that can go wrong in this movie goes wrong. The audio doesn't work. People like are not cutting to the right clip. It, it's just a whole hot mess. It is like B rated or maybe like C rated. I don't oh, even know. Yeah. Like I hadn't even heard of this movie. So I looked it up. I was like, I've never heard of this movie. Let me look it up. Like, is it really bad? So I looked it up and I was like, there was like a green screen with like actors yep. popped in. There's like vo- weird voiceovers. They're, the acting is like super cringy. I'm like, oh please God, yeah. tell me these actors were like in on the joke that this was a bad holiday movie. No, I think they had no idea, especially <laughs> oh the main God. character. He's like in it. This is his acting debut. He is ready oh. for it. <laughs> So if you guys have not heard of this movie, Christmas Mail, you can look it up on YouTube. That's where I watched the little trailer. It is definitely worth a good laugh. That's that's to say the least. I mean, the For story sure. does sound like Hallmarky cute, but how it all came together, y'all. No. Absolutely <laughs> not. But if we're talking like seriously, um, if I'm like wanting to cry or like get in the holiday spirit, Love Actually is a classic. 
Yes. And isn't that the one that has multiple romances or multiple like stories and multiple storylines that come together? Those are my favorite kind of movies, like the cheesy ones, like um, Valentine's Day, yes. all of those. I'm like, oh, my God, everyone's falling in love together. <laughs> <laughs> I know that is a good one. Um, I think I saw it originally like on Netflix when I first watched it, but I don't think it's available in there now. Maybe it will come back around Sad. like actual Christmas time. But definitely check out Love Actually. You have to check out the trailer of Christmas Mail, though, because it's hilarious. <laughs> so do you have any fun, like, holiday traditions yourself? Yes. So ever since I was a little child, my family gets together in Louisiana every Christmas. And we call it Hughesmas because Aww. there's a big, huge clan of us Hugheses. And there's probably, like, 40 to 50 people. Wow. That get family together. reunion style. Yeah. Every Christmas, and we all like sing the 12 days of Christmas, but it's not just like we're a choir sitting in a room singing, like <laughs> we plan it out. The cousins will like assign different groups of people different lines of the song, so we'll oh, be like, Oh my goodness, oh, all the ants are gonna sing the partridge in a pear tree, but you have to sing it in the style of like 50s doo wop. And then all the cousins are taking the Ten Lords of Leaping, but you have to do it in, like, metal. So yes. it's, like, a whole production. Oh, my goodness. That it's sounds so fun. So fun. Yeah. And we're all, like, a big Cajun family. So we make gumbo and we'll do all the things, cornbread, Christmas yeah. trash. <laughs> nice. I love that. That's very cool. Yeah. My husband's not big on traditions. I kind of didn't have too many like big traditions like growing up. I mean, my sister would always like we would sleep together like in my bedroom because it was downstairs and the whole rest of like our living room and kitchen and all that was upstairs. So we would sleep in my room and then wake up on Christmas morning together and like go up and see all that. And I keep trying to like make new ones for me and my husband, but they never work because he's just not a traditions person. He's like, we've already done that. And I'm like, but that's the point to do something familiar. Exactly. My fiance, he's just like, yeah, whatever up in the air. And I'm like, no, when you have a big family, we do the traditions and it's like a religious experience. And we're all watching the Saints the next day and going to the bowl games. And it's just a big Cajun fest. <laughs> I love it. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm inviting yes. myself. <laughs> Literally every time somebody hears about it, they're like, can I come? And my family's like, yeah, bring whoever you want. It's a party. So that's so awesome. <laughs> All right. So now moving on to some bookish questions. Uh, tell me about your TBR in three words. Okay. This is very easy for me. Large number one. I always do an overly ambitious TBR. Ambitious, number two, just said that. And number three, especially looking at like my November and December TBR, chaotic to the max. I'm reading fantasy for the first time in my life, which has been chaos. I, I'm really liking some and really not liking others. Some things I'm like, I can't believe I've been missing out on this for so many years of my life. And then like the I don't want to get in trouble, but like the overhyped, like Akatar and all that. I'm like, I just, I can't, I can't deal with fairies. I'm sorry. So how do you organize like your books and your bookshelves? Well, I have a very small apartment, so I've tried to squeeze in as many bookshelves as I can. I have like three like standard Target bookshelves 
and they're just all in different squeezed little spaces in my apartment and each one has a different genre of books on it and then getting a tbr cart has been really helpful because whenever i buy new books i don't have to squeeze them onto my shelves i can just stack them as high as possible and if you guys want to see like more in depth of her books and her bookshelves she does have like tours of her shelves and stuff like that on her youtube channel so check the link in the notes of show go over give her channel some love watch those i love how you have them organized i feel like you do have like a small apartment it's basically like just your living room kitchen and then like the one bedroom yes but i feel like you maximize the space as much as you could with your bookshelves and stuff I try my best it's so hard like we live right in downtown Austin so it's like we do not have any space to breathe but <laughs> I would rather live in a teeny tiny space and be able to explore the city than move to the suburbs Cameron wants to move to the suburbs but I'm, and you're like, I'm a city girl <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, that will be the day. I'm sure it will come at some point, but imagining you as that suburban mom for real, for real, not no. just playing one on the weekends. <laughs> no, oh I my can't. goodness. <laughs> it will be nice to live close to Costco, though. That's the yeah. one reason why I want to move to the suburbs. I'm like, I just need Costco next door. I love Costco. <laughs> Okay, so now let's talk about like our current reads. I am currently reading Window Shopping by Tessa Bailey. This is a holiday-ish book. Um, I just started it last night, so I'm only on page 30. Um, so I can't really give like the best synopsis, but from what I understand so far, it's dual POV, which I love in romance books. So you get the guys and the girls perspective or whoever the romance is about. In this one, it's Stella and Aiden. And Stella is transfixed by a hideous window display outside of Vivian, a department store on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, when she is approached by Aiden, who asks her what she honestly thinks of the display. And after telling him like how awful it is, and she goes into depth, like this doesn't work because of this and her reasoning and stuff, you're like, yeah, that doesn't sound, because they do describe the window display and you're like, that's really tacky. And then she describes like why he doesn't work. And you're like, hmm, I'm following along with this chick. She's, she's really giving it to you. Um, she tells him like how she would make it better or like ideas that she has. And he says, well, I have it on good authority. They're actually hiring a new window dresser. Um, but what she doesn't know is that he's actually the general manager of the store. And what he doesn't know is that she's just been recently released from Bedford Hills Correctional Facility. So just out of prison, she decides, okay, I'm going to go ahead and throw my application out there. And then based on the synopsis on the back of the book, she begins working for Aiden and trying to ignore how hot he is. Oh so, my god. There's, Wait. there's much going on. <laughs> that is a lot. I just <laughs> bought that book because of the um, Sugar and Spice book club. That's their December pick. So nice. I knew I was going to read it, but I just thought it was like this little fluffy contemporary. I did not know she was a convict. <laughs> that is so it, interesting. It, it was on the second page. She's like, yeah, I've just been recently. I was like, what? What? I was not expecting that at all. And it does allude to, she does say something in the first 30 pages like, oh yeah, I guess she was released early because of, because of good behavior. And you don't know exactly what it is. So I'm sure that's like part of the story when we find out exactly, but she's like, oh yeah, I deserve to be there. Like, yep. And you're just like, oh my gosh. That's so, hey, convict rep. (laughs) I guess (laughs) it's good. Exactly. And she was like, I don't think 
that I'm going to get this job because, you know, I'm a convict and like, no, they're not going to hire me. Like even fast food won't hire me. Why are, but yeah, it ends up working out. He's like, yeah. And he knows, he knows because she puts it on her application and he's like, yeah, let's give it a shot. What? I guess that's (laughs) pretty privilege working its way. Even if you're a convict, if you're a hot convict, you're going to get hired. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I'm reading The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern for my fantasy vlog that I mentioned earlier. Reading fantasy or adult fantasy for the first time. And I was very skeptical, but I mean, I'm over halfway through and I would already say that I'm going to give it five stars. I'm completely sucked in. I'm obsessed. I love the world building and everything that's happening. Did you ever think out the term world building would come out of my mouth? <laughs> no. like, I can't no. even believe that I'm saying this, but I love it. It's so magical. And it's about this circus that shows up randomly in the middle of the night and it's only open at night you can only go there at night like a random week in the middle of the year and all of these players perform there and they're not like your average circus people they don't have like elephants and monkeys and like harmful things it's like oh you walk in this tent and it's an ice garden and everything is made of like beautiful icicles and snow and it's just magical and the descriptions oh my god they're so flowery and literary which is exactly what I love and what I miss when I'm reading thrillers so I'm all in for this book I'm obsessed with it um I know that the holidays can be the most wonderful time of the year but they can also be stressful all the shopping all the get-togethers having to go to everybody's house for everything coordinating everything Luckily, we have a way to get you into those feelings of comfort and joy in no time. Some book recommendations. We believe these books are the perfect companion to the frosty days ahead. Grab your fuzziest socks, your coziest blanket, and a few of these recommendations, and you'll be in the holiday spirit in no time. Before jumping straight into our recommendations, though, do you have any fun holiday books that you plan to read? I have a ton of books on my December TBR It's way too ambitious. I know I'm not going to get to all of them. I'm just such a seasonal reader that like anything with snow in it, I have to read in December. I feel so left out because everyone's reading uh, Rock, Paper, Scissors. And I really want to, but I'm like, I can't. I can't until December 1st. So that's on there. But I'm very excited about The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox. I've never read a Christmas romance, like a true Christmas romance that I've loved. But I've heard good things about this one. It's a contemporary romance about twin sisters who swap lives. So one of them is hosting a reality cooking show and the other one is a baker like back home in their little small town. And the girl on the cooking show gets in some kind of accident where she can no longer smell and taste, which I'm so scared to know what this is. I really hope she doesn't get COVID. Anytime they talk about COVID in a book, I'm like, absolutely not. And when they said like losing the smell and taste, I'm like, okay, hopefully she doesn't get COVID. But anyway, she needs somebody to host her cooking show because obviously she can't taste anything. So her sister switches lives with her and they fall in love with the men that are assisting each of their careers for the opposite sister. So sounds very cute, very charming. I'm just scared of COVID showing up. You'll like it. I think you will. As long as you don't go into it 
with too high expectations. It's so funny that we talk about this. I am working on an episode with Nikki that's in our book club. She's going to be on with me for our first episode in the new year. And we're actually going to talk about book hype. And so that's kind of what's on my brain right now is all about book hype and how that affects our reading experience. And I'm just trying to be so much more like self-conscious about telling people how I feel about books. And it's crazy because I'm like, the more you tell people, they may sway away from a book or it may bring them closer to a book. So it's just crazy. But yeah, so just watch the vlog. Hopefully that will help you navigate. I know. I, I'm so interested in that discussion about book hype because I feel like I psych myself out. Like I talked about this in my TBR where I've been putting off reading Lisa Jewell's new book. who She's one of my favorite authors for months now. Because I'm just so scared that it's not going to live up to the hype. So (laughs) I'm definitely going to listen to that episode. But yeah, it should be good. (laughs) The rest of my TBR is a lot of novellas. Because again, I'm trying to cram in a million books. Um, So I heard last Christmas that The Deal of a Lifetime by Frederick Bachman was a good Christmas book. Uh, It's only 90 pages and it's just contemporary literary fiction about a father and a son meeting on a cold winter night and they've been estranged for years. So this is like their first meeting and catch up. And what the son doesn't know is that the father has an opportunity to make this deal that would save the life of a little girl with cancer who like she knows she's going to die. But I think that would mean that he would have to sacrifice himself. So he's kind of trying to find out is my life worth living by meeting up with his estranged son and it sounds so emotional which is just standard Frederick Bachman and apparently it takes place like either around Christmas or on Christmas so that might be my Christmas day read although I don't know if I want to be crying on Christmas (laughs) I have to like sit in the other room for an hour or so and just have sad girl hours in your room (laughs) right like let me do my sad girl Christmas I'll be back in a couple minutes bye like and then to pull myself out of the sadness I have a very fun Christmas horror book it is The Visitor by Sergio Gomez and this one is available on Kindle Unlimited if y'all are Kindle Unlimited stands I just got it And I'm obsessed with it. And this one is only 80, like, Kindle pages. So it's very, very short. And it's about five strangers snowed in at a roadside diner. They have a blizzard, so they're trying to deal with that. But the biggest threat is not from the weather. It's from the sixth stranger that ends up showing up with murderous intentions. That's what the synopsis said. And based on that synopsis, I'm down. I'm in it. I already know I'm going to love it. I love the isolated setting, the snowy conditions. It sounds like it should be good and short. So like you said, some novellas thrown in there. That's nice. I'm hoping it's like No Exit. Nothing has ever lived up to No Exit for me. But every book I pick up that's isolated, I'm like, maybe this will be like No Exit. (laughs) Like Desperately hoping. Yeah, like, give me no exit vibes. (laughs) I had somebody comment on my last video, what does serving no exit mean? Because she keeps saying serving no exit. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That's just my LGBT slang. She's serving no exit. So I had to explain in the comments. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) 
<laughs> and plus, like, I guess if you don't know the book, No Exit, you're kind of like, what right. is she talking about? <laughs> I know. Okay, so three I have on my TBR, A Magical New York Christmas by Anita Hughes. It's filled with magic that can only be found at the Plaza Hotel during the holidays. It's a Christmas treat and a heartwarming story that reminds us that falling in love is the greatest miracle of all. So sounds hallmarky, which I love. Um, and then I have Always in December by Emily Stone, which is about two characters that have this chance encounter during the holiday season. It brings them together. Then for whatever reason, they're quickly torn apart, but fate intervenes again and again. And they keep meeting up in like various countries and various cities and stuff like this. So it's like fates intervening to bring them together. That one sounds good. I'm adding that. (laughs) I've never read um, the Shopaholic series by Sophie Kinsella, but I think this is like the sixth book in that series, but I'm skipping all the first couple of books. I'm just going straight into the Christmas one. Christmas Shopaholic by Sophie Kinsella. Um, It's Becky's year, Becky's year to host um, Christmas because her parents decide to forgo the hosting duties. Um, and they have a lot of traditions like you did, like carols, pudding, a tipple with neighbors. Um, and she has to host it for the first time. So I think it's going to be just like antics her doing that. So it's pretty thick though. So I'm like, Ooh. oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm really going to be getting into it. Fun. I really want to read Always in December. I love the fate aspect. It feels like, oh, what is that one? A day in December or one day in December? One day in December. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. I loved that one. Yeah. So now it's time to share the book recommendations perfect to read during the holidays and the snowy days ahead. So if you don't have time to read these like on the holidays, like right in December around that time, start now. I've started reading holiday books early. Like you said, you're picking up all the snowy books. So you're definitely going to need to get a jump start. Oh, yeah. Um, so I kind of did some holiday recommendations some snowy recommendations. We have a few YA recommendations in here, but I want to go ahead and jump into the holiday recommendations first. So we have The Romantic Pack by Megan Quinn. And if you look at the traditional cover, it's like a man, I think he doesn't have a shirt on and it doesn't look Christmassy at all. It's like one of those like really gross, I don't like covers like that. It's like Same. one that you would like read on your Kindle, you know? Right. Like you wouldn't, really, you wouldn't really think you'd be reading. But I actually got like the special cover edition from Hello Lovely Box and it was like this watercolor um, cover. It still didn't look Christmassy though. So on the surface, it probably does not sound like a holiday book. And I think this is technically like the second book in a series about these football players that are each the main character in their own story. But when I read it back in the spring, I already knew that I was going to recommend this during the holidays because it is a sports romance because we follow the main character crew. But in this book, he travels to Germany during the holidays with Hazel, the girl who was one of his best friends growing up, but they were also each other's first kiss. So it's like childhood friends, kind of first love, and then things are rekindled on this trip. I don't want to tell you anything about the trip or the romance. Um, I'll just say it was a great combination of all the things that I love in romance books. It was cute. It was wholesome. It was funny as hell. It was steamy. It was romantic. Just please read this book, you guys. It's not that long. It reads so fast. But the descriptions of being in Germany during Christmas, and there's like this little Christmas festival like near one of their hotels it's so cute but like I said it is emotional too because like why he goes on the trip and you know all of that it's just it's so good and it's I don't know I just really really liked it so 
Definitely recommend. You sold me. My first recommendation is the entire Simple Wild series by K.A. Tucker. I feel like this is the perfect romance for really all of the winter season. It doesn't really have to be specific to the holidays, but the third book does take place on Christmas. Oh, nice. So you could kind of start the series now and then be ready to read the third book on Christmas Day. It's a short little novella. I think it's like 150 pages. And it's just what it's like to be in Alaska on Christmas. It's so cute. The whole series is set in Alaska. It's light enemies to lovers. It's not like I'm going to kill you enemies to lovers, but it's definitely a bad first impression. And it also has the grumpy sunshine trope. It's about Kala, this blogger from Toronto. So she's very much a city girl. And Jonah, who is a rough around the edges Alaskan bush pilot. And he works for Kala's dad. So she has been estranged from her dad for years and years. And after getting this devastating call from him, she goes to visit him because she thinks it might be her last opportunity to see him. And this story is just so much more than the romance. Obviously, the romance is adorable, but just hearing Kala's story, what it's like for her to rekindle this relationship with her dad and experience Alaska, something that's totally different from like her city life, and going into major themes of grief at the end of the book, it is just... It's everything. It's so much more. You know than a what? Romance. Surprisingly, I've only read the first book. I need to change that. I need to read the rest of the series. It's one of those books that I keep putting off. <laughs> it's so hard for me to get into romance series usually because it's like once the initial romance is done, it's like, okay, it's done. What more do we need to know? But Kala and Jonah are so complex, such like deep characters that just reading about their long term relationship over books is so wonderful, especially if you're in a long-term relationship. I feel like there's so much more that goes on. It's not just like you get together and that's it. Yes. You're constantly working on your relationship and the romance dies and then it comes back and you have issues that you need to work on. All right, next I want to recommend something like you're probably not expecting. I want to recommend a Hanukkah romance. It's a new release this year. I think it released at the end of September, early October, The Matzah Ball by Jean Meltzer. So our main character, Rachel Rubenstein Goldblatt, is a nice Jewish girl with a shameful secret. She loves Christmas. She's obsessed with it, really. For a decade, she has hidden her career as a Christmas romance novelist from her entire family. I think only like her best friend knows. Her talent has made her a bestseller, even as her chronic illness has always kept the kind of love she writes about out of reach. But when her diversity-conscious publisher insists she write a Hanukkah romance, her well of inspiration suddenly runs dry. Hanukkah's not magical in her opinion. It's not merry. It's not bright. It's not Christmas. Desperate not to lose her contract, Rachel's determined to find her muse at the Matzah Ball, a Jewish music celebration on the last night of Hanukkah 
even if it means working with her summer camp, like Jewish summer camp arch nemesis, Jacob Greenberg. I've never read a book about Hanukkah or like a Hanukkah romance or anything like this. And I loved the characters. I loved the culture. I feel like I learned things. Um, and it wasn't like that type of book where you're like, I don't know what that means. Let me go look it up. The author did a really good job of like explaining everything in the actual story, which was a nice change. Um, and it's just, it's so freaking cute. There's LGBT representation in here. There's chronic illness, chronic pain. There's just, there's so much like woven in the story and it doesn't feel like, oh, let me like plop in this little thing just to make it diverse. You know, it feels authentically woven in and it's set in New York during Christmas and Hanukkah and it's just, it's so cute. One of my real life best friends read this book and she texted me at like, three in the morning last week, matzo ball, matzo ball, matzo ball. And I'm looking at this text. I'm like, what is she saying? Is she eating soup? And she's very excited about it. So the next morning I'm like, girl, what does this mean? And she's like, the matzo ball, this romance book, you're going to love it. You need it. I'm dropping it off at your house. And I'm like, okay, I, I get it. I'm sold. My TBR is growing by the second. <laughs> <laughs> just hearing this. Oh my. my next rec is One True Loves by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Obviously, it's a classic. Everybody loves TJR. It's a contemporary romance about our main character who's in this perfect marriage. And this man, she's in love with him. He seems perfect to her. But he ends up going missing only a year into their marriage. So, her life is in shambles. She's grieving him and she leaves her life. I think they were living in LA uh, behind and she moves to quaint little Massachusetts to be with her family and kind of run through this grieving process. But while she's there, she's running her parents' bookstore, which is just like a cute little cozy element. And she ends up running into an old flame and feels herself finally opening up to finding love again. However, big twist, it's not like a spoiler or anything, but this is on the back. Um, her world is completely shaken when her husband is found. So she has to figure out which man is her one true love. And on the surface, it doesn't really seem like this is a holiday romance, but the atmosphere of being in a small town and it's snowing and they're like wrapping themselves up in coats during the winter was giving me the cozy vibes. And for a lot of the book, they're driving out into like a cabin, like she's trying to figure out who is the right man for her. So she goes to stay with one of them in this cabin in the snow. And Christmas does take place at some point in the book. It's not the whole book, but there's a little Christmas scene. I gave this one five stars. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I think this is one that also makes you question, like, what would you do in that situation? Yes, for sure. I mean, it's definitely one of my faves, too. I'm so glad you recommended it. I love it. <laughs> and then one that you mentioned earlier, One Day in December by Josie Silver. This is a romance book, but it doesn't take place, like, right around Christmas. I know it says December in the title, and we'll get to that in a minute. But this book takes place over 10 years. So it, it, there's a lot of Christmases going on in this one. So it's another romance book, of course. One snowy December day. This is the part where they get the December in the title. Um, Lori sees a man who she knows instantly is the one. Um, their eyes meet. There's a moment of pure magic. And then her bus drives away. 
So certain that she has found the one, she enlists the help of her best friend to help her track down this guy. So they're searching all over London for him. Cafes, on the street, going back to the bus stop, everything. And they spend an entire year looking for this guy. And she's given up hope. Can't find him. I guess he wasn't the one. And there is a Christmas party coming up. And her best friend that's been helping her look for this mystery guy brings her new boyfriend to the party. And it's Jack, the man from the bus. And so can you, I mean, I as soon as I read that, I was like, what would you do? <laughs> like, you don't want to tell her, like, because she seems so happy. But you're like, oh, that's the guy. Yeah, I would say if you don't like cheating, if infidelity yeah. makes you uncomfortable, definitely yeah, don't skip this one. <laughs> but if you're living for the drama like us, <laughs> this is so good. I mean, I don't really understand the main character because I would straight up just be like, oh, girl, that's bus boy. Like, off the I know, bat. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I probably wouldn't do it right in front of him. Like, oh, my God. Jack, it's you, the guy. But later that night, I'd be like, Haley, that was the guy. Good, good for you, girl. But that was the guy we were looking for. Right. And because she stalls for so long, there's just so many yes. dramatic things that happen. Yes. Oh my God. The turns that this book takes. Mm-hmm. One that is not as dramatic, but definitely cozy and cute is The Twelve Dates of Christmas by Jenny Bayless. I read this one last Christmas, and I really liked it. It was slower and cozier. There wasn't a lot happening, but if you're in it for the atmosphere, this one's great. It's another contemporary romance following a main character who's been unlucky in love. So she signs up for a dating service that provides her with 12 blind dates leading up to Christmas. And I just want to know where this is and what this service is. Because each date is so cute. Like they do fun, atmospheric activities. But will she find love on these things? Probably not. Her true love is someone that has been by her side all along. So it's very hallmarky, very cozy. Not so much about the substance, but cute fluff if you're looking for something to just pick up and feel the winter vibes. Um, of course, Christina Lauren in a holidays. It's a cute holiday story, but it's pretty much what you will expect from the synopsis. The main character has been in love with the son of the family friend for years and finally gets a chance to see what would happen if she took that risk that the universe has granted during some Groundhog Day type shenanigans. It all takes place during the cozy holiday cabin featuring holiday traditions It may be predictable, but it's just so freaking cozy and cute. (laughs) What more can you? I gave it five stars. (laughs) I know that everyone was hating on it and being like, oh, this is so predictable. I don't care. I had such a good time. (laughs) It was so fun. And do they explain everything perfectly? Why she's in this Groundhog Day situation? No. Who cares? (laughs) I ignored that part. Same. I just loved the atmosphere again. I feel like the past two, if you're wanting full Hallmark Christmas vibes, Those are the ones. Yes. Switching it up from romance a little bit, I have um, a more literary (laughs) mystery recommendation, but it's still definitely holiday. So it's by Agatha Christie. It's in the Hercule Poirot series, and it's called Hercule Poirot's Christmas. The whole thing takes place on Christmas and the Christmas season. It's a classic Agatha Christie mystery, 
And it has our favorite detective, and he's solving the murder of a wealthy old man. And he obviously is just killed, but before, like in the days leading up to this, he had cut the allowances of all four of his spoiled sons and their wives. So there's eight suspects, and everyone seemingly has an alibi, but everyone also has a motive. So it's kind of like the original Knives Out before Knives Out the movie was a thing. And I love reading Agatha Christie around the holidays. I feel like it's so cozy and just a little holiday vibe. So if you're into that, you would definitely enjoy this. If you're not someone who likes like slow literary mysteries, probably skip this one. But I wanted to throw it in there because I love Agatha Christie. Yes, you do. I'm glad you threw it in there. All right, moving on to some more like snowy recommendations since we're grabbing all the snowy books for December. A Season for Second Chances by Jenny Bayla. So this is the same author of The 12 Dates of Christmas. This is a romance um, following a woman that finds her husband cheating on her again. Um, and this time she's had it. She's like, no more second chances. She takes the job as a winter guardian of this historic home in a seaside village of Willow Bay. Can I please move there? Please and thank you. And untethered for the first time in her life, she gets a new lease on life and maybe love. So while it is classified as a romance, I want to warn people that it's much slower paced and the romance does not happen until way far into the boat like you have to get through 300 pages of her finding herself learning the traditions of the town there's like a little book club that forms her moving on with her life and because her husband always tries to woo her back that's the thing of course he's like don't know really this was the last time and she's like well maybe it is and the whole time as a reader, you know, like she's not going back this time. She, you can hear it in all of the anecdotes that you hear in her head that she's not going back this time. But every once in a while, like you've been there, you've, you know, you've been in that situation where you're like, well, maybe he really has learned his lesson. And then she's like, nope, nope, nope. So it's really a really good story to read if you've been in that situation and you need a little bit of strength to get away from the bad guys out there that don't deserve you um and then it kind of does lead to love so i liked it that sounds very emotional another mm -hmm. emotional read just two heavy ones right in a row uh is bear town by frederick bachman as well he writes contemporary literary fiction and the story follows Really, it's about the town. It's not about any specific characters. Um, but this snowy small town, uh, it's complete infrastructure, finances, everything completely relies on the youth hockey team. And that's a very heavy burden for the young hockey stars to carry. And drama unfolds when a violent act changes everything for the team and really for the whole town. Accusations are made, the community is forced to come together while dark secrets threaten to tear them apart. This one is an emotional roller coaster. Big, big trigger warnings for sexual assault, so be careful going in. But if it's something you think you can handle, it's a really important story. I also gave this one five stars. I read it last year and it completely changed my like reading month. I was in a slump for a week after reading this book because everything I picked up, nothing could measure up. It's just so beautiful and it gives 
so many different perspectives on who is effective when a sexual assault happens. It's really not just the victim. Yeah, that one does sound like super emotional. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was sobbing when I read it last year. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I know you mentioned this one earlier, Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. I'm here to recommend it. (laughs) So, and I'm going to go bare minimum here. So things have been wrong since Mr. and Mrs. Wright for a long time. When Adam and Amelia went a weekend away to Scotland, it might just be what their marriage needs to, like, bring them back together. Their marriage might completely be a disaster at the end of this who knows but they're going there to figure it out um but something weird is happening here because they didn't just like randomly win this trip like they initially thought one of them is lying and someone doesn't want them to live happily ever after my next wreck is also a thriller it's the hunting party by lucy foley this book follows a group of 10 old friends. So there's kind of a lot of characters to keep track of. I had to keep a note in my phone when I was reading, but they are each characterized like really clearly, almost like in a stereotypical way. So they're easy to keep apart in that way. Um, but they all meet up for this snowy cabin getaway. I think it's like somewhere in Eastern Europe. And as they move further and further into this isolated setting, more of them are turning up dead. Mm. And the atmosphere in this book is just perfect for winter. They talk a lot about like the resort and the, you know, the men are like getting their rifles and putting on their little hats and going hunting. And the women are like popping champagne and getting in the hot tub. And all these characters are super like rich and dramatic and crazy. So they're very unlikable, (laughs) but I like unlikable characters, especially in a murder mystery, because I think it's fun to guess, you know, which one is going to die. Who do I not like? Who do I want to die? And then who could be behind it all? Because everyone has their own secrets that they're bringing in. It's a really quick read. The audiobook is wonderful. It has a full cast. So it's very fun. We love a full cast. (laughs) Just like you recommended the entire series for The Simple Wild, I want to recommend the Moose Springs Alaska series, also set in Alaska, obviously, by Sarah Morgenthaler. This is a romance series. It follows different couples. The first one is The Tourist Attraction, which happened to be my favorite of the three so far, Mistletoe and Mr. Wright. Enjoy the view. And there's also like this little Christmas novella, but it's like eight pages or something like oh. like it's like it's like a short st- I don't even know what you call that that's like a note written to your friend yeah. I don't, but it's about this Christmas moose which if you read the whole series you'll understand it a little bit more but it's out there if you want to read it I don't even think it's like printed it you have to find it online or something like that but interesting recommendation for you guys. A Christmas moose yeah I'm very intrigued <laughs> going back into thrillers I will recommend two that are very similar. Like when I say that it's similar, almost the entire plot is copy and pasted. (laughs) First one is An Unwanted Guest by Sherry Lapina. And the other one is One by One by Ruth Ware. Obviously, they're both mystery thrillers. And both of them follow a group of people getting snowed in at a resort and um, a murderer, we don't know if it's an outside force or somebody within the group, starts picking everyone off one by one. I would say you would need to pick up an unwanted guest if you're looking for a group of strangers. Nobody knows each other. They all have secrets. And it's more like of a domestic thriller. There's that husband and wife kind of drama. 
And then I would say pick up one by one if you're more into dynamics of a group of people that all know each other, they all have a messy past, and they were all working together because it's a company kind of retreat. So either way, they're both fun mysteries and have the wintry vibes. You don't need to read both, though. Just based on that, decide which one you like out of either. I read both of them, like, pretty much back to back, and it was just... It was the same story. Um, okay, so moving on into some young adult recommendations. Um, this should go fairly quickly because I personally don't have a lot of recommendations for this. I don't same. read a lot of YA anymore. But when I did, here are some recommendations that I took from that. And I think um, two of mine are available on Netflix as like movies that you can watch in case you don't want to actually read the book. So the first one is Let It Snow. It's three holiday romances written by one is John Green's, one is Maureen Johnson's, and one is Lauren Miracle. The Magic of the Holiday Shines and these hilarious and charming interconnected tales of love, romance, and breathtaking kisses. Um, like I said, this one is available on Netflix. The next one is Dash and Lily's Book of Dares by Rachel Cohn and David Levithan, a whirlwind romance story that starts with Lily leaving a red notebook full of challenges on a bookstore shelf. I just love that premise right there. So she's waiting for just the right guy to come along and accept the dares written in the notebook. I haven't actually read the book. I only watched it on Netflix. So it's there and it was super cute. And, you know, I did my thing with it. And then I also want to recommend an um, anthology that's um, edited by Stephanie Perkins. Um, this one has 12 different holiday stories in it. So whether you are celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah, winter solstice or New Year's, there's something in there for everyone. So if you're, you could do like a story a day or something like that. I... Same, I don't read a lot of YA, but specifically Christmassy YA, I will pick up just for the vibes. So my first one is The Chaos of Standing Still by Jessica Brody. I don't hear a lot of people talk about this one. It's obviously YA. It's a contemporary romance, and it follows a college student, and she gets stuck in the airport trying to fly home and see her family for Christmas. While she's there, she meets this cute guy who's in a similar situation. He's also trying to get home, but obviously they're stuck. So they pass the time together as they wait for the blizzard to pass and the planes can take off. They're kind of trying to not be bored in this airport. So the guy's really cute and he'll like go to the gift shop and get something weird and try to like make her have fun. This is very grumpy sunshine as well, but the girl is grumpy and the guy is sunshine. I love the reverse yes, grumpy sunshine. <laughs> that is my favorite. So it was cute. It wasn't like a favorite of all time, but definitely adorable. And then I have uh, What Light by Jay Asher as well. So this is another contemporary romance. Two teens fall in love and the girl's family owns a Christmas tree farm in Oregon. But every year when they like harvest their trees, they go to California to sell them. So she's only gonna be in California for this season when they're selling their Christmas trees and she'll be heading back to Oregon. So when she meets this guy, she knows that she has to make the most of it in this emotional holiday romance. They kind of know it's like a Romeo and Juliet situation that they're going to be torn apart at the end of the Christmas season. So I also have a bonus recommendation if you're looking for a New Year's or New Year's Eve book. I read this one last New Year's Eve and it was just so perfect. 
It is called Una Out of Order by Margarita Montemore. And it's a magical realism, which I don't recommend a lot of these, but this one, something about it was doing it for me. It's about our main character, Una, and her birthday is at the start of the new year. And when she's about to ring in the year 1981 and celebrate her 18th birthday, she passes out and wakes up in a completely different year of her life. And she discovers that she's destined to live every year of her life out of order. So each birthday she goes into, she immediately passes out and wakes up in another random year. So it could be that she's in her 20s and she wakes up and she's partying with drag queens. It's 1985. They're playing like Madonna and living their best life. Or she could wake up in the 2030s as an old woman with no memories of the life that she lived up until being 85 and she's on her deathbed. So it's really fun and charming for the holidays. Like it goes into a lot of the New Year's atmosphere but it's so much more than that there are so many twists and emotions it is a whole roller coaster ride as you're trying to put together how this girl has lived her life I absolutely loved it this was another five star it's definitely going in my top 20 that I read in 2021 so those are our recommendations and some of the things that we hope to read this holiday season. I want to say thank you so much for joining me today, Haley. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I knew you would have some great recommendations. Um, I'm going to have your social media links available in the notes, as well as as many of the books that I can that we talked about from today's recommendations. Everyone, make sure you go follow her, especially if you love thrillers horror. She dabbles in other things. She's reading fantasy for the first time. If you want to check out her bookshelves that we talked about, go follow her on YouTube. Um, just a reminder, if you'd like to be considered as a guest, there is an interest form linked on Instagram at Talk Bookish Podcast. Reviews of the podcast really help it reach new listeners. So I would appreciate it if you had a moment to do that for me. I'll be back again in two weeks as I start wrapping up another great year of reading. Sydney and I will be discussing and revisiting our goals we had this year and share our goals for next year. Until next time, happy reading! <laughs>